Folks, your Camarda wealth leaders have returned to initiate you further more deeply into the mysteries of life insurance right here on Wealth Education Radio. And we, I think we uh, had finished the first segment talking about the different kind, basically, and it's a very complicated product, but the difference between term insurance and universal life and whole life and so-called permanent products. And one of the things I think we really should underscore is that life insurance uh, obviously is priced based on mortality. It's, it's more complicated than this, but the older you get and the sicker you are, the more expensive it is or the more likely you are to die. The, the more expensive it is, and those things really haven't changed very much. But what has changed with improvements in, in longevity, people living longer, and in medical technology, the life insurance base rates, so-called mortality tables, have really dropped like stones and seem to continue to plummet. Insurance just seems to be getting cheaper for new insurance. So astonishingly, in many cases, we have found that people, even they're older and a little bit sicker, can still get cheaper new insurance now than the insurance they got back in the 80s or 90s or even the early parts of the 2000 decade um, when they were, they were younger and in better shape because the core price of insurance has dropped. You care to opine a bit on that, Rob, before we move on? Oh, moosey, oh, moose? Well, back in 2001, our, our favorite people, actuaries, they actually changed the Your favorite people. You know yeah. why? Because they're more interesting than you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what one person would you like to have dinner with? Yeah, they're, they're, they're more boring than economists, so they say. But uh, our more, they, they designed the mortality tables in 2001 to go out to age 121, which seems very far-fetched to me. But the result is it's lowered the, the annual cost of insurance. Earth to Rob, Earth to Rob, he's now breached the moon orbit. Come on back a little bit closer, Rob. Major so Rob. <laughs> Can you hear me, Major Rob? Uh, but, the, but my question really was, have you seen that the prices have dropped and people are able to replace old insurance still cheaper even though they're older and, and not as healthy? Uh, absolutely. I, I think the big thing is that many times people bought insurance from a company and didn't really shop it very effectively in the past. And so they they now look at opportunities to get additional coverage. And, and which Rob is really a master, if you don't mind me interrupting you yet again, but you know, what, one of the things that he really, was, really is good at through um, the, our affiliate Camarda Consultants that does insurance work is Pairing up a particular underwriting pattern, this is a male, he's aged this, he's got these conditions, he takes these medications. You know, pairing up an underwriting pattern with insurance companies that really are amenable to that. They're looking for that, they price that well. And avoiding those that this person's got high cholesterol and the insurance company just doesn't want that business. And the way they avoid the business is by pricing it through the roof. But some people, if you don't shop that, or the agent doesn't shop that, you just buy it from XYZ company because it's convenient, or that's his prime or her primary company, you may wind up paying lots more than it's needed. Is that what you were saying, Rob? Absolutely. You know, one of the things you'll find is that companies specialize. Some companies like underwriting our, our seniors more than other companies. Some people like have a, have a better uh, interest in underwriting smokers. Uh, people who uh, used to smoke and who quit, you know, they still have their smoker policies and they have forgotten 
to go back and get a new updated policy to reflect the lower rates as a non-smoker. One of the things we've seen is the proliferation of people using alternate tobacco. They may not smoke cigarettes, but they smoke a pipe or a cigar or they, you know, they're a chewer. You know, you don't necessarily... Take off my leg, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, you know, there are a few companies that have more aggressive pricing if you if you uh, use one of those forms of tobacco than if if you are just a smoker. And you'll f be astonished at the difference in pricing if you fit that 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 situ yeah, situation. So, so, so it's worth it's worth taking a look by somebody that knows how. And of course, you know, we're, we're very happy to do that for no cost or obligation. Uh, the insurance is really not a big source of revenue for us, but you know, we just think it, you know, it should be done differently than, than most people appear to do it. Um, so, so it's worth shopping because rates have really dropped, and it's worth shopping you know, who you are as an individual with a company that's going to give you the cheapest rates. Another thing we find almost all the time is huge mismatches between the type of product that the client uh, has and what their needs are and what products they should have. You, you have any recent examples of that, almost? Excuse me. Uh, do you have any recent examples of that, Omus? Well, Rob is still scratching his antler. So <laughs> while, while he does that, drop some velvet on the ground. Remember, is it the rut? Well, we passed the rut. I can never remember, Moose. Oh, and the balls are flying now. Well, well, the, we've, had, uh, we've had the opportunity well, to recently <laughs> meet with some clients uh, who make some pretty good income. And they were, not only were they underinsured, but they were spending a tremendous amount of money on permanent insurance. It could be whole life. In many but cases. Again, a doctor that we, we saw the, their family this morning, you know, I don't think we can use the numbers, but they were spending well over $10,000 a year for the wrong kind of insurance. I think, was it all whole life and universal life yes, or mostly? all whole life. Um, and that didn't have nearly enough insurance. This guy had one year's worth of income covered. He's going to work for another 10 or 15 years. He dies. The family gets one year. And then what? What does the wife do? How does she make the mortgage payments on this? You know, how does she did it continue or, or save for and transition to her retirement? Just an incredible mismatch. And for that amount of premium, they were able to get, what, like three times as much, four times as much coverage, least, something like at that? At least two and a half times. And we're not talking about a young man. So, but the, the point is that they got sold products that may look good on paper. And let's face it, you know, we can all make things look good on paper if we want to. But the actual need to be able to cover this high-income physician in case he's not there to build up the retirement chest for him and his wife was not was not met. He got a product that did some other things, and maybe they're good, maybe they're not. We'll save that debate for another program, but it didn't address this family's needs at all. Let me give you another example. Often we see people who've been paying on products for quite a while, and they don't realize that an insurance company may have several similar products for different purposes. And it may be that their insurance agent has only shown them one version of that type of life insurance when actually they could have offered them 
another version or design the, so the solution a little bit differently. Why do they do this? Well, number one, it puts more commissions in the agent's pocket. My point is that if you put more money in the agent's pocket because of how the life insurance policy is designed, you're going to take a, a penalty for that. I got to tell you, you know, we're running up against the age as a segment back in, in the day when I was, you know, uh, an unconverted and, and now repentant top producing insurance agent. I remember going to a, an insurance company sponsored um, educational events, and the speaker actually said, You know, what the definition of estate planning is, you remember? No. The orderly conversion of estate assets into commission dollars. He actually said that. <laughs> and I think you'll find that Rob, you know, since our association is a lot less and more skeptical of the, the wide uses of cash value and permanent insurance than, than he was when we first got together. We're running out of time here, folks. I want to talk to you. Know, so, again, there are big cost savings possible. A lot of times people don't need life insurance anymore. You have somebody, a retired couple comes in. They've got adequate income. They've got X amount of dollars in investments. They don't really, there's no justification for these. I said, what are you still keeping? Well, I don't know. I just didn't think about it, you know, or I don't need it. Why don't I need it? As, as you start to have a dialogue with them, they say, well, what are you really insuring? Uh, Wouldn't that be better to give that money to grandkids or to add it to your, you know, increase your, your retirement income or and to spend it on other stuff or to buy long-term care insurance or to solve some other need that's important to you at this point in your life. I want to talk a little bit about uh, islets, and I think I've coined this term, uh, salets, but you can tell me if I did or not in a little bit. Did you have a, a follow-up to that, Rob? Well, what I was going to say is that... Uh, no. Speak, Rob, because, you know, we're, we're on the air here. We don't have to Rob, would you chew gum, CJ, for him in the meanwhile while he gathers his thoughts? I'm whistling, chewing gum, and walking Let me brush him. your antlers But again, I will Rob. not carry him. <laughs> hey, get down from there, Rob. Maybe figuratively. You're going to hurt yourself on those horns, Rob. Hey, look, I've been working hard at losing Where's weight so weight I can belt? lower my life insurance oh, premium Where's cost. my you weight what, belt? Rob? It shows. <laughs> anyway, did you have you found your thought yet? No, but let's move on to the next topic. (laughs) Did you say a bucket from the Pacific equals what? I don't know what that means, but it's funny. Where's weight loss? So, (laughs) folks, if you had life insurance, again, we talked a little bit earlier on of the, 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 you know, avoiding estate tax and so forth. And one thing folks really need to appreciate is that life insurance, it's true, it's not subject to income tax if you die. Um, then it is income tax-free, although the cash value buildup of life insurance is really not tax-free. It's a lot more complicated than that. People think that, oh, I can take loans out of my cash value. It's the greatest thing in the world. And, you know, it's like a bank and it making all kinds of money. But if you actually do the math, it, it's, it's, it is too good to be true. And if the insurance doesn't uh, last um, uh, until you die, if it lapses during your lifetime, you could have a tax nuclear bomb. But anyway, that's where I was going with the estate tax. Life insurance is subject to the estate tax if you have a taxable estate. And if, it, if it's possible, and we're talking about in north of $11 million, practically speaking now, uh, so it sounds like a lot of money, but if you're young and you're making money and you're investing well, like hopefully our clients are, uh, you may get there you know, in a few decades then surprise yourself. You know, that compound math is pretty inexorable. 
but a good place to put life insurance, if it's at all possibly subject to estate tax, is Rob. CJ, and what? What do we call that device? What do we call it? Hole in the ground that Moose like to paw in and start his run with. What do we call it? An irrecoverable life insurance trust. An island. It's an island. Oh, Gilligan's Island. There we go. Take us away, Gilligan. Also known as an irrevocable life insurance trust. Uh, very popular. It's uh, it's a great tool. Not only if if your life insurance owned by an islet will it keep it out of your estate for tax purposes, it's an excellent tool to protect your heirs from potential creditors or predators who may want to come after money that they inherit. Which is just a death benefit now. Okay, so one the the key note there. On the uh, the term islet, I-L-I-T, irrevocable life insurance trust, is the irrevocable. You can't change it after you uh, you form it, uh, which is an important thing. You have There are some um, wiggle room in there by having so-called decanting options and be able to move it into a trust and so forth. That's beyond the scope of this program, but give us a call if you have questions about that. I'll be happy to answer your specific questions because there's a lot of flexibility there. Um, but uh, that aside, uh, I wanted to bring up my my other, you know, my new acronym maybe I coined uh, called SAILITS, S-A-I-L-I-T-S, SAILITS, which stands for Spousal Access Irrevocable Life Insurance Trust. And what do you expect I might mean by that on Musaria? Well, in this type of islet, you know, typically you he's don't have... He's mostly... Come on, typically, not when <laughs> typically when you fund premiums to pay for the life insurance owned by an islet, the person gifting the premiums can't get access to the cash values or the assets in the trust. A spousal access trust is designed to have provisions so that your spouse and other beneficiaries that you designate can actually access the cash values and assets of the trust. <laughs> this Jurassic Park? That's the sound of a bull moose snoring. He put himself to sleep, I think. He put himself to sleep. Earth to rob. Um, so anyway, the, the important point is that you get the insurance, you know, the death benefit is estate tax-free, but if there's a reason to use cash value insurance... And God help you if you need that. But if you do, some, there are some limited applications, you know, that you just are so, you know, wealthy and, and, and there aren't, you know, we can't, you know, the more elegant solutions don't work for you. Life insurance is viable. But if so, you have a policy that builds up tens, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of cash value, depending you know, they, why lock that up? By the right spousal access provisions in the insurance trust, you have the opportunity to use that asset for your family and other needs. Is that correct, though? Absolutely. Moose on mine? Absolutely. People don't like giving up control. And when you do an island... Give me that mic. And when you do an islet, you tend to give up control. You can't basically make decisions about the policy... Otherwise, you will affect the tax status of that policy. But the spousal access trust gives you the ability to basically get around that. 
And at that point, Rob, I'm afraid we've gone well beyond the time allotted for the Financial Planning Point segment this week. So stay with us, my dear listeners, for our final and most interesting segment, the Market Outlook, conducted by our cousins, Tony and Arnold. Stay with the Camarda Wealth Leaders right here on Wealth Education Radio. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and otherwise we think you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review. Call now while it's on your mind, folks. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions, to request free white papers or other educational materials, or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matters, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down now, 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Charlie, Alpha, Mike, Alpha, Romeo, Delta, Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. You're listening to the Camarda Brothers plus the Antlered Rob on WER Wealth Education Radio. Better planning, better wealth, better wealth, better life. Tell your friends about the Camarda Wealth Leaders right here Saturdays at noon or Sundays at 2. This show is recorded, but if you have questions to be answered privately or on the air if you wish, or want free reports, reviews, or other information, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call us now, folks. Honey, All right, folks, you're, you're, back, you're back with the Stop snarling at each other, you uh, mongrels. You're back with the Wealth Education Leaders here on Camarda Wealth Education Radio. We only have uh, a little bit less than four minutes left. So without further ado, uh, we uh, uh, Uncle Vito is on vacation in Sicily this week, recovering from uh, the work he had to do over the holiday season. In his stead, he sent his nephew, Cousin Tony. What's up, Tone? Hey, it's cryogenic uh, Tony here with you. Anyway, uh, so uh, this uh, this week we're going to actually look at some uh, market overviews. Uh, we got Arnold finally to get out of bed. Uh, so he'll be joining <laughs> us um, as we speak. And uh, we'll talk more on the subject. But I don't want him to make uh, make him less, less intelligent than he is. Yo, Arnold, get out of bed. we got three minutes left. Come on. Right, What's going back, on? Huh? Back, back to the pasta. I appreciate that, Tony. Always too kind, really. Always too kind. Anyway, here we go. Uh, markets uh, looking real good as the uh, the S and P 500 uh, breaking out above where it was when it uh, uh, ascended in early December before the dip. Uh, the biggest part of the market now that looks good is that your smaller capitalization companies, 
uh, your smaller names, your financials, your technicals are all leading the S&P 500. They're actually doing uh, better than it, uh, which is, is actually a good thing because that means that there's more people taking more risk, which actually drives uh, equities up. And uh, you continue, though, on the other end of the coin to see commodities toil. Um, you know, whatever that means, it's not good. But uh, here it is. And, you know, I only know that toil because it runs hey, with oil. You're blowing and out the BUMEs. Uh, keep it down over no there. No pun intended. It continues to toil. Get it? And the oil continues to drop. Um, and, and that is really not the surprise with the strong dollar that we have now. Your gold, your gold continues after a nice little rush early in the month has come down, and a lot of these commodities denominated in the dollar continue to suffer, as well as emerging markets. You look at a lot of the exporting emerging markets, exporting commodities like your South Americas and your Russias continue to plummet, make sense. Really no end in sight right now with the dollar ascending. And the one good news as far as those that uh, are little, have a little trepidation here with the run of the market, what's good news just beyond the, the small caps that they're doing well is entertainment companies. Unlike earlier price line, which is really disconcerting why it's suffering, you have other entertainment industries doing well. Your cruise lines taking advantage of those that want to get away from their family and declining oil. And uh, entertainment companies, your Disney's are doing well, making it hand over fist with the Mickey Christmas and as such. Uh, but you look at Royal Caribbean, Carnival, Time Warner, all of these companies, Hilton, uh, people are getting away from family, doing other things. And uh, that really bodes well for the market because generally that is what you call discretionary spending, which generally means people feel pretty good. Again, no surprise with the declining oil ascending stocks. We'll see uh, as we progress through 2015, but looking good right now. Thank all right, you that's so, all we have. Thank you so much, Arnold. So, uh, folks, uh, from the bottom of our hearts, uh, your Camarda Wealth Education radio team here, uh, Jeff Camarda, Jonathan Camarda, and Robert Shevlin. Uh, we wish the best and most profitable, joyous, and peaceful 2015. And uh, really just wanted to thank you very much for listening. Remember, our goal here is to help you better understand and better utilize your wealth so you get what you want in life. Is that retiring sooner and more time for recreation? If you're an entrepreneur, to make more money, whatever it is, to say you just pay less in taxes, you don't have more cash flow, to supercharge your other financial objectives. We're here to help you do all those and more. So use us. We're a resource for you. Listen to the show. Tell your friends to listen, listen to the show. And more importantly, reach out to us. We're available um, the, the pretty much uh, throughout the week at 888-CAMARDA, uh, 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. We also have folks standing by now while you listen to the show to take your questions, to set up a time for us to speak to you individually at no cost, obligation, or charge, or to get you on the show. But use us. We are here for you. And uh, with that note, gentlemen, let's uh, go ahead and wish all our listeners and their friends a healthy, happy uh, 2015 to profit. 
What do you say, guys? To profit. Mazel tov. To profit. Oh, yes. Am I right, Rob? Absolutely. <laughs> you are correct. We right. like green on the screen. Thanks, folks. We'll hear y'all next week. Uh, have a great week. Bye-bye. Jonathan Camarda is a certified private wealth advisor, certified financial planner, chartered market technician, chartered financial consultant, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and is board certified in mutual funds. Rob Shevlin holds an MBA from the Warrington Business School of the University of Florida. And Jeff Kamard is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, chartered financial analyst, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified mutual funds. He's also an enrolled agent admitted to represent clients with unlimited IRS practice rights, holds a Master's of Science in Financial Services, and is a Ph.D. student in the American College's Financial and Retirement Planning Doctoral Program. Besides being Camarda's Chairman and Chief Investment Officer, Jeff is also a working research academic in Wealth Matters. The Camarda team is one of the most heavily credentialed financial advisors in the nation, including Dr. Tang Wei, our Chief Financial Analyst, also a university professor and working wealth research academic. Camarda Wealth Advisor Group offers private wealth management, including no commission portfolio management through Camarda Financial Advisors and other financial services as described in our boring end-of-show disclosure. Camarda Financial Advisors, LLC is a Security Exchange Commission registered investment advisor, which is compensated only by portfolio management fees. You may receive a tour ADV on request, which contains important background, conflicts of interest, fee, and investment philosophy information. Client accounts managed at a third-party custodian on a discretionary basis. Camarda Consultants, LLC is an affiliate providing other services, including the sale of insurance products compensated using traditional commission methods. Jack Camarda is a Florida real estate broker, and Camarda Premier Properties does commission and fee-based transactional and property management business, which may present a conflict of interest. None of these are a law or accounting firm, and listeners should confer with their own legal and accounting advisors before deciding on a specific course of action. Third-party advisor rankings rely on advisor-supplied survey information and are not derived from independent research. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not be those of advertisers or broadcasters. When discussed, performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Not all performance periods may be discussed, and listeners should request complete performance information before forming opinions. Past performance but not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Securities discussed on this program may be owned or traded by firm agents and principals in firm portfolios and firm client accounts, and listeners should presume that hosts have conflicts of interest with regard to discussed securities. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which would reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Backtesting involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data, of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Back-tested performance results do not reflect actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back-tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material, market, or economic conditions, or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested returns should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client or the advisor. For information on additional date ranges for portfolios discussed on the program, please contact the host. Portfolio performance benchmarks are generally industry-standard indexes, but vary depending on the portfolio discussed. For more information, contact the host.